Well, what stands between you and your best fit job? Today, I've got on the show Casey Hurst, uh, who is a veteran, and he's going to share his veterans. He's going to share really his perspective, the job seeker's perspective on job hunting. Welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. As you guys know, I'm Mike Schindler. So ZipRecruiter and Call of Duty Endowment recently uh, came out with a study that revealed that uh, veterans are typically pretty quick to get hired. But they're also pretty quick. We are pretty quick to roll out of our first job at a higher rate than our civilian counterparts, typically within the first six months. And what happens is both the veteran and the employer lose when this happens. There's time loss. There's money loss. A lot of things happen on this. And I'm sure all of us know someone who has experienced this. It can be a struggle when this happens. And it can certainly be a struggle to even get an interview. So when you do get that interview and it results in an offer, oftentimes we take it. I'm a perfect example. I took the first 14 jobs I was offered. So it's not uncommon. And if you know somebody who's done that, this podcast is for them. If you are the person that has done that, this podcast is for you because Casey's really going to help us unpack that. So I just want to let you know that some of you who might be struggling on how to identify your best fit job or struggling with that lack of feedback from the job seeking process, Casey's going to kind of share his experience with us. So welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming their proven lessons in leadership, as you guys know, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. Casey Hurst, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. I uh, really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to talk with you today. Uh, I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is going to be exciting. I know you and I met at a U.S. Chamber uh, Hire Our Heroes event. Uh, you were part of the fellowship, uh, and Hire Our Heroes has an uh, just an exception, you know, an, an exceptional fellowship program. Great track record in helping you know our business sisters transition back into that post service job. Uh, but before we dive into that and, and why people should take advantage of that, tell us a little bit about your story, kind of your military history, and then what drove you into the fellowship and kind of where you're at today. Absolutely, Mike. Uh, so up front, kind of what you mentioned, the, I'm a captain in the Army, currently transitioning out. Uh, I got about a month and a half left. So I'm definitely in the middle of the sorting through my transition, you know, what I want to do, what I want to be, and working through the job hunt and that job search. Uh, kind of my history inside the Army, uh, I originally started as an armor platoon leader inside the 101st Airborne Division and had some really great experiences as a young lieutenant working inside a cavalry squadron. Then I transitioned over into doing military intelligence as a captain and for the last five years or so, I've done that at a couple different units. I was at Fort Riley with one ID, and we uh, was I was able to deploy with them for a couple times at the division level, and really got to learn a lot of more operational and strategic type environment and considerations working inside Iraq during those two deployments. And recently, now I'm out here at Joint Base Lewis McCord, working with a military police battalion who's really opened my eyes up a lot to what the, the rest of the army has to offer outside of just the working in more of the combat units. So got a, a pretty good taste of a lot of different environments and atmospheres inside the army. 
you know, I want to I want to pause for just a second and kind of unpack that because you know when you share your history, right? Um, you know all the stuff that you've done, which in many ways, it, because I'm, you know, I understand it, I get it, and I think for some of our listeners, like you know, folks that plug into HR or hiring, you know, hiring directors or managers. I really want to focus on what did you learn through that experience? I mean, what skills, training, ability, all that experience is amazing, but how do you plug that into the civilian sector? I mean, what, what are the two or three top skills that you learn in your military service? Absolutely. And this is one of the, the issues that we have to work through, especially the kind of the younger junior officers and the, the younger senior NCOs. We have to figure out how we can translate what we actually did and learned and figure out the terminology in the civilian world. And uh, what I've done, the kind of the top things that I can focus on are I've been able to lead different size elements, you know, actually working and leading a smaller five to six person team where I was able to set the priorities and uh, develop plans of action and execute them all the way through while mentoring those uh, each team member having some actual uh, direct reports that I provide evaluations to periodically all the way to I actually managed larger uh, multiple a multi-department team framework where I was managing overall 60 to 70 people and they all came from other different types of departments and being able to uh, collaborate with different teams and communicate across separate lines of people doing different work and having different types of terminology, uh, that cross communication is really key, not only in the military world, but it's key to be able to, to talk and understand that your words are different to different people because they have different experiences and the, the terminology they use in their jobs can be different than yours. So understanding how to communicate is really important. Yeah, it is so, yeah, I'd agree with you, Casey. I mean, it, the, the communication piece, and I think sometimes that is lost in translation, as you say. You know, we put all this cool stuff on a resume because, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's pretty impressive accomplishments. You know, in the military, we're always achieving, right? And you've got a laundry list of achievements and then pulling those key components out of, of saying, you know, it's it's a multicultural, multi-diverse. You're dealing with, uh, you know, different countries even when you're in theater and really learning how to understand people's psyche while running a team, while staying on mission, while dealing with things, you know, the unplanned. Um, you know, by the time you, you make rank, you know, as a captain – you're pretty skilled at this. You're almost like a Jedi warrior in this. Uh, am I right? We are. It's the military does a really good job of at least its way of how it wants to plan. And I think it's us realizing that we can take all those different types of planning factors and considerations and how we resource the what our, our mission is, our task are, is. And we can translate that easily over if we look at it in the correct way into the private world and working on civilian teams, because the, the military gives us all those tools. We just use a different frame set of terminology and maybe how the military wants to look at it. But we do a really robust planning cycle where 
we think about what the problem is, we identify the key factors of that problem, what our top priorities are going to be, and then we develop what we could, you know, inside the army, it's a course of action. In the private world, it might be considered different things, you know, a plan of action or the road that you want to travel. And then we actually execute that. You know, we have to resource it. We have to identify and mitigate risk and find the strengths and weaknesses inside our team, both inside and outside, so we can try to get support from the outside. We do all this in the military. It's just, I think it's hard for us because of the mindset we get into, and it's so ingrained that it's hard for us to be able to pull out and be able to say the things that we, the person, like, what did I actually do? When I was doing all these things, not necessarily what did my team do or my platoon or my company, because it's very much about being able to voice what I did when you're talking with whether it's recruiters or managers or, you know, uh, hiring agents, whoever it is, or just anyone outside of the military. It's being able to put in into I terms and not you know, my, what my team did. Yeah, which is so different. Yeah, right. I mean, that's so different if you think about it, Casey, because, you know, we were ingrained with the one team, one fight, right? There's no I in team. So, you know, we accomplished this. And and to your point, it's really pulling that out. You know, you you, you participated in the fellowship program, you know, the U.S. Chamber, uh, Chambers Hire Our Heroes, the fellowship program. What, what, do you, what would you say were some of the advantages you gained from that experience? The Chamber of Commerce Hiring Our Hero Fellowship Program, I just want to say is... Uh, one of the best programs I've been able to come across or have heard anyone talk about. I was really excited to be able to be a part of it, and I got a whole lot out of it. Uh, some of the top things that you're going to be able to see if you can get into this program or another one like it is it gives you a jump start on your resume building skills and also starting to develop how to interview and talk with people that aren't inside the military. The the fellowship people, a lot of them are former military or the military spouses. But once you get into the program, you literally go out and you start doing kind of small interview segments with actual business uh, talent managers, recruiters, program managers, you know, the companies that are participating inside the program, you speak directly with them. It's not uh, in a controlled environment or anything where the, the fellowship program manager is trying to tailor it in some way. It's literally you go out, you start going, getting a feel for what it's like to go talk to a company and start having that conversation and trying to show what your value proposition is to them while you're also learning about that company and what they can offer you and what they do and start to figure out if it's a good fit or not. It gives you a lot of real good building block experience with those things. And I think if you do that, those things right, especially building your resume to start, if you can do that right, then it's really going to help you start to find your voice of how you want to start talking and uh, presenting yourself to anyone that you start talking with. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal because, you know, in the military, we, we understand, you know, it's a, it's a culture amongst itself, right? So if you spend any amount of time in the military and then suddenly you, you shift cultures, it's really learning that new culture, which we're good at adapting and overcoming and, and you know, being dropped into different places and doing environmental scans and all that. But really understanding, OK, how do I what do I need to do on my part to 
to help this under, this person understand my value, you know, what I'm going to bring to the table and how I'm going to help them improve morale or profits or, you know, logistics, whatever the case may be. And I think, I think to your point, you're right. The fellowship program does a great job uh, with that. Casey, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, the job hunt because you are in the job hunt uh, right now and you've got some great training behind you, great skill set. Um, you've had some good people come around you. How's that experience been for you? It's been a bit of a mixed bag. I can definitely say that. The, while I was in the fellowship, I had the opportunity to work with a really great nonprofit organization, uh, Operation Gratitude. I just want to give them, I, I had a great experience with them. They have an awesome team. Unfortunately, a couple weeks before the the ending of our fellowship when we graduated, they were unable to extend me an offer just due to different internal personnel movements and they're a nonprofit. So they didn't have a lot of flexibility. Uh, Once that happened, I had to switch my gears back to really looking at and dedicating myself to a, a consistent and solid job search. And for me, what it allowed me to do, because I didn't do it while I was in the fellowship, which is something that looking back on it, I think I could have done kind of the, these personal building blocks sooner, is it allowed me the first couple weeks after finding out that I wasn't going to receive that job to start looking internally at, you know, what it is, what is it that I want to do? What is it that makes me tick that the... I think I can fit well in and that I, I'm interested in and how can that translate into a job that I'm looking for? Because originally when I first started looking at this, especially early of this year of 2019, every type of industry or type of job I would hear or look at, you know, it's me being a curious individual and I, I'm interested in a lot of things. It was hard for me to be able to pin down uh, kind of the top two or three types of jobs or industries that I, I really need to focus on. And after my experience with the fellowship, talking with a lot of people, I think it, it's helped me to really narrow it down and be able to say, you know, I want, I'm looking at program or project management type jobs, uh, kind of the, uh, in the environment that I want to be in, maybe not necessarily industry type but I have a lot better idea of the type of people I want to work with, the the type of communication I think I work well within, and the people I want to be around. So it's really helped shape that for me. And uh, I had to switch gears up a little bit, and I kind of took a step back initially from that job search, like I said, so that I could get a better idea of what what I want to do and what works for me. And now I'm in the, the position where I'm really starting to reach out to a, a lot of different companies. Being up here in the Seattle area, there's large companies that offer a lot of different types of opportunities where it's, even though there's an Amazon, it's not just a tech job. There's a lot of other things that they do in real time, uh, retail and merchandising and operations. So I, I'm really starting to explore those types of opportunities uh, at smaller and larger companies. Yeah. And I think that's a good point that you make is, you know, sometimes we rush to get that resume done. And again, you know, and I, I'm certainly guilty of this when I transitioned out. And certainly, you know, once I was done with my college experience and just running, you know, saying, man, I've got all these amazing skill sets and I can do almost anything, right? You know, that that, that whole mindset of in the military, the only thing standing between you and what you want to do or be is training. And 
I think to your point, stepping back and really identifying who is my ideal employer. And if I had the best year of my entire life, what does that look like for me? Really helps kind of solve that longevity in the career. I think, you know, when, when I opened the show and I talked about that study where we get quick, sometimes we get quick to hire and then we roll out within the first six months has everything to do with what you're talking about. When we don't take the time to understand who is, who am I and what are my ideal skill sets? Who, who are the people I want to surround myself with and what value can I add and what is going to bring me great joy? And I think, I think that's, it's so important. I just want to say, you know, kudos to you to, for taking a step back and being willing to take a step back to explore that. Have, have there been some frustrations through this process for you, Casey? There have been. Uh, I kind of touched on one of them because uh, I look at it in my frustrations is there's the personal frustrations, kind of the internal, and then there's the external frustrations. And for me, especially now that I'm able to to kind of look back and do my own, you know, after action review or kind of uh, take a, a real look at and evaluate what I've done up to this point in my process is I needed to figure out a bit and have a, a narrower search in what I wanted to do and start attacking that sooner than what I did. And I think this varies for every person that's transitioning out are some people know exactly what they want to do or have a really good idea. And, and, you know, they say, I want to go do something engineering or I want to go do something, whatever it might be. Maybe it's because it's something that they do in the military that translates over. Well, whereas for people like me, I was a bit more, you know, kind of a, a jack of all things, uh, a general tradesman of sort where I've done a lot of different things. A lot of things interest me and I didn't dedicate my focus until like we just talked about of really kind of taking a step back and, you know, looking internally at me, I didn't do that focus and put enough energy into it up front. And now I think I could have, and I could be further ahead in the, from where the process is right now, if I had done those things. So I think it's something to consider of if you're someone's getting out and they're just interested in a lot of things, like do what you can to really try to put some some hard thought into what are your top two or three things that, you know, interest you, that you've studied inside the, the, the business world you like, you know, whether it's finance or retail, whatever it might be, you know, logistics, transportation, pull those out as soon as you can and then start learning about those industries as much as you can as quickly as you can. I think that will really help you jumpstart when you're trying to start digging through and create a network. Yeah, I think that's important advice. It's really narrowing your focus. Don't, you know, don't shotgun it, but really be narrow and specific because then you land something that you're really excited about and then you you improve the chances of staying for, you know, longer beating out the civilian counterparts, so to speak. So give me the one reason why somebody should hire you. Uh, someone should hire me because it's, I have a proven record of success leading and working on uh, multicultural cross-functional teams that have worked in extremely austere environments. 
and we understand how to identify. I understand how to identify what needs to be done and then delegate those responsibilities and make sure that the team stays on track to accomplish its goals. And you're a nice guy. I mean, and I might be a little nice. I appreciate that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, you know, I think that, that, that goes to, you know, morale so much is, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, mission fail is not an option and we'll figure out how to get the mission done and we'll do it, you know, in a, in, in a way that, you know, it hits the target, but at the same time, you know, you're a nice guy. So, um, you know, you, you gave a great bit of advice for, for those who are transitioning, really narrowing the focus, which I think is so important. Um, and there's some great resources out there, you know, veteransascend.com is one of them, you know, this is a pretty interesting tool. And I think uh, Casey, you and I talk about this tool too. It actually gives feedback on one's profile from an HR perspective. So when people build their profile within veterans ascend, and then it gets out there, uh, HR folks will either say yes or no. And if they say yes, great. Now you've got another, you know, you got somebody that you're going to be reaching out to or they'll be reaching out to you. But if they say no, they give you feedback on why they said no. And I think, you know, having that feedback is so important as, you know, when we're in the job hunt. Are there any other tools or one tool that that you say, you know, this has been critical to my success? The uh- so real quick on Veterans Ascend, I just started working with them, but from everything I've been able to see, I, I agree with what you were just saying. And it's a, a cool and different type of uh, attempt that they're trying where they actually pull out, you say what MOS you are, and they pull out the kind of the key tasks and duties and responsibilities that you did. So it's they're a lot more of a holistic approach at trying to help you develop a profile than I think some of the other companies uh, and organizations, even though they everyone's doing something great out there. Uh, as far as you know, what's really been helping me a lot is uh, I think Onward Opportunity is a great option for anyone, especially if you want some professional education because of what they offer and they help pay for some different uh, training certifications. It's really if you want to get that professional education, not like a master's or a bachelor, but something that you can put down that says you learned something on your resume. And then uh, LinkedIn, the premium membership that they do provide military service members. I think it's an annual uh, one year annual membership. They have a lot of video tutorials that you really can take advantage of. There's a lot of other places out there like Simply Learn and edX. But, well, with the membership offer that military service members get, uh, take advantage of the video tutorials. And then lastly, uh, I recommend we've all served, you know, a lot of us want to continue to serve in some way and consider whether it's through volunteer or actually working at a nonprofit or starting your own or, or whatever it might be. But think about, you know, not necessarily your nine to five job, but are there other things out there like a pull that you still want to be a part of the community or helping others? So think about those nonprofits or the the veteran service organizations uh, in your communities or just groups that, you know, help put you back into that type of uh, that team mentality environment if you're not getting that in your normal day to day. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Casey, I'd, I'd love to have you on the show. I love your perspective in um you know, aside from the resources that you mentioned, just kind of your journey, uh, but your attitude to continue to just progress forward, you know, push forward, fail forward, 
Um, and I know that, you know, when you get scooped up, it's going to be a great thing. You're going to add so much value, which is very cool. How, how do people find you? Do, do you have a LinkedIn profile that people could find you if they want to reach out? I do. Uh, LinkedIn's the best place to find me. Uh, I have my unique uh, website or uh, unique address. But if you just look up KCJ Hurst, then you should be able to find me. I'm in the greater Seattle area currently. And I'd love if you want to reach out, if you're a transitioning service member, if you have transitioned and, you know, you're still, you know, going through it or just have some questions, more than happy to help out. Or if uh, you're someone who's a recruiter or a talent manager and you just want to get a better idea, you know, a little bit more of an in-depth how how a service member might kind of look at from their side going through the job hunt and how you might be able to better understand us. Absolutely uh, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to talk with you. That's awesome. Casey, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, Mike. It's been a good time.